I have to stop here, though. My policy in these pages is to use initials when I recall the mishaps or misdeeds of my peers. Their words and acts belong to me. Their names belong to them. I know initials look silly in dialogue that aims for realism, but I didn't want to use their names. They were my dear friends, one from sixth grade on, the other from our twenties on, and we grew into talking honestly about these matters. They were twins, and now they're dead, killed by cancer. I didn't want them to be so starkly flawed here. But for now, they must be. And so... Debbie and Judy asked me if we know their janitor, Mr. Johnson. They think he lives near us. It's a big neighborhood, Mother says. Why would we know their janitor? White people think Negroes all know each other, and they always want you to know their janitor. Do they want to know our laundryman? That would be Wally, a smiling, big-shouldered white man who delivers crisply wrapped shirts and cheerful greetings to our back door every week. Good morning, Mrs. Jefferson, he says. Good morning, doctor. Hello, girls. Hello, Wally. We chime back from the breakfast table. Then, one weekend afternoon, I was in the kitchen with Mother, doing something minor and domestic like helping unpack groceries, when she said slowly, not looking at me, I saw Wally at Sears today. I was looking at vacuum cleaners, and I looked up and saw him. Here she paused for the distancing Rogers and Hammerstein irony across a crowded room. He was turning his head away, hoping he wouldn't have to speak. Wally, the laundryman, was trying to cut me. If this had been drama, she would have paused and done something with a telling prop, one of the better brands of an everyday food or a nice-looking piece of flatware. Then she said, And I don't even shop at Sears except for appliances. Humor is laughing at what you haven't got when you ought to have it the right, in this case, to snub or choose to speak kindly to your laundryman in a store where he must shop for clothes and you shop only for appliances. Still, Wally went on delivering laundry with cheerful deference, and we responded with cooler, but not intrusively cool, civility. Was there no Negro laundry to do Daddy's shirts as well or better? Our milkman was a Negro, so were our janitor, our plumber, our carpenter, our upholsterer, our caterer, and our dressmaker. Though I don't remember all their names, I know their affect was restful, comfortable. If a Negro employee did his work in a sloppy or sullen way, and it did happen, mother and daddy had two responses. One was your standard folk wisecrack, something like, well, some of us are lazy, quiet as it's kept. Humor is laughing at what you haven't got when you ought to have it. In this case, a spotless race reputation. The second response was disquieting. Some Negroes prefer to work for white people. They don't resent their status in the same way. All right, then. Let's say you are a Negro cleaning woman on your knees at this moment, scrubbing the bathtub with its extremely visible ring of body dirt.
because whoever bathed last night thought, how nice. I don't have to clean the tub because Cleo, Melba, Mrs. Jenkins comes tomorrow. Tub done, you check behind the toilet. A washcloth has definitely fallen back there. The towels are scrunched, not hung on the racks, and you've just come from the children's bedroom, where sheets have to be untangled and almost throttled into shape before they can be sorted for the wash. Would you rather look at the people you do this for and think, I will never be in their place if the future is like the past? Or would you rather look at your employers and think, well, if I'd been able to get an education like Dr. and Mrs. Jefferson, if I hadn't had to start doing...